Connecting life and faith. This is Connections. I really hope that uh, it's a universal story of love, acceptance, and belonging. Um, I don't understand how you can even look at Christianity as a faith without inviting love into every aspect of your life. And if you haven't done that, like, you know, we still have a lot of practicing, we have a lot of ground to cover. So this is a kind of a film that calls back to love. And that film is Jesus Revolution, set to be released in theaters very soon here in Canada. We're joined by the director and composer of that film, Brent McCorkle, today on Connections. He's going to share with us why he decided to take this story. It's a true story. and Put it out there on the big screen. He'll also share how it has impacted his own faith. Brent McCorkle is our guest today. He's the director and composer for Jesus Revolution, a new film that is set to hit the big screen here in Canada in the very near future. We're going to get around right away to Jesus Revolution, but we want to get to know you a little bit better and uh, a little bit about your life. Now, you reside on a farm and you've got a few friends. You've got your family there, but you also got a few friends that live with you on your farm. Tell us a little bit about yourself and that farm. Yeah. Okay. So um, I have five biological children with my wife. I've I've uh, been married 27 years to her, and uh, and yeah, we always just wanted to get back to the land. Uh, we've always just wanted to live rurally, so we were finally able to afford some land in the Nashville area. And so yeah, we have goats. Um, I'm a beekeeper. We have uh, chickens, a bunch of cats and dogs, and um, and we also have uh, you know, especially in the past, we've had other friends uh, and and uh, just people in our lives come live with us. We're really big into this idea of spiritual family and um, and surrogate family. So we've had other humans uh, be in our family as well. So yeah, it's it's a party over there all the time. There's always somebody doing something crazy to make me laugh. So it's a it's a wild it's a wild way to live, but I, I wouldn't trade it. What's your favorite part about that way of living? Well. Uh, to not get too deep right at the beginning, um, I, I really think it's the way we're intended to live. I think there's the family you're born into, and then there's the family that you're meant to find along the way. And I think, um, I think, unfortunately, we have so many broken families in our world. I think we need um, more surrogate family and more spiritual family. I, I bang that drum because I need, I, I feel like uh, our world needs to wake up to this idea of there's a family out there for you. Maybe you haven't found them, but they are out there. There are people that you will meet in your life that love you unconditionally. But the, the, the trouble is with this broken reality that we live in that may not be the parents that birthed you into the world. And so, um, so yeah, I'm, that's, it's a big part of my spirituality and like my belief system. I, I, I love it. So yeah, caring for these animals, but also caring for other human beings, uh, it's, it's, it feels really special and really guided. And um, I just love this season of my life that I'm in right now. And it's as simple as opening up the door. And speaking of opening up the door, Jesus Revolution, you mentioned it right off the hop. Tell us about Jesus Revolution, how this all came to be and your role in it. Yeah, Jesus Revolution is this awesome, sweet little story. It happened in uh, 1969, but there was a square, really conservative pastor during the hippie movement. There's all these kids just burned out on society, and they had all descended, a lot, many of them, the overwhelming majority of them in California. And they had gotten to the end of it and just burned out. They had done all the drugs and all the rock and roll and all the, you know, ruckus rebelliousness and everything. And 
they still were empty. They they were on the right path though. Like the the path is to peace and love, but you know, just looking for it in these kind of like indulgent human practices just left them as empty as anything else. And so um, this pastor, Chuck Smith, was very critical of these hippies and how they looked, how they dressed, how they talked, obviously some of their behaviors. And uh, like pretty much like the entire church at large in America had just cast them out and, and you know, viewed them as outcasts and, and, you know, were not welcome in the church at all. But he got challenged by his family to actually talk to a hippie and that, you know, this is like, hey, you're a pastor. You're about peace and love. You're about God loving everybody. Why do you hate these people so much? Why, why won't you, you know, even give them the time of day? And he's like, well, you're right. So he ends up having a very, a very pointed conversation with a hippie who happens to be a Christian. And the hippie just throws down this challenge, this gauntlet. It's like, hey, man, uh, we, we would love to do life with you guys, but no one invites us in. No one opens mm. the door to us. Our, your church doors are shut to us. And this pastor makes a pretty brave choice at the time. He's a hyper conservative, you know, very closed off, religiously minded pastor. But he makes the choice to open up his church to these hippies. And the rest of the film is a very, very fun ride. <laughs> <laughs> But it's very sweet, very endearing. You'll laugh, you'll cry. It's just, uh, it's just a beautiful little tale of of love and belonging, and um, it kind of goes back to what I said about spiritual family. I, I, I really did see Chuck model that in his life, probably in the most beautiful way, you know, I've ever, I've ever seen. So. You've got some pretty great actors involved in this film. I know that you, um, the the actor that plays Chuck. Tell us a little bit about Kelsey. He does a great role, or he plays that role very well. Yeah, Kelsey Grammer is a powerhouse. Uh, I mean, just the gravitas, even when he'd walk on set, it was it was really stunning. I mean, it's just uh, he's just an amazing human being, and it really is amazing to see him do this role. I, I knew he was going to be funny and have that gravity and, and and play the funny man when he's the square pastor, <laughs> but what I didn't expect on set was the vulnerability and the authenticity and the tears. I mean, it's just, it's the greatest thing he's ever done. And it's a way, uh, it's its him in a way you've never seen him before. And I loved his performance, but beyond that, I love him. He's an amazing human being and so kind. He's had a lot of hard stuff happen to him in his life. And he just exuded peace and kindness um, on our set. And it was an honor to have him on the movie, not just to print him onto film, but just to be, around him on set he was just an amazing human being what was it like to go back to that era to shoot and film this the 1970s the 1960s it was a blast um i love what my co-director says he's like i just want to drop a camera in 1969 guys Mm. And, and that was kind of the directive to all the keys and the crew and and i just have to brag on the team there was a guy we're we're pre screening the movie all over the country uh, I'm in St. Louis right now, but there was uh, an old biker that came up to me last night, tears in his eyes, shaking. And he shook my hand. He said, you guys nailed it. And I I, I don't take that lightly. I'll never forget it. But we, we pre-screened in California a lot last week. And I was pretty intimidated because I'm like, okay, I'm going to run into the real Jesus movement people here. Yeah. And did I nail it or did I not? You know, and um, and everybody came up just overwhelmed with nostalgia it's like i was back there i was back at the beach and the waves and 
So anyway, it really made me happy as a filmmaker because I was born in 73. I wasn't even alive when this happened. So, so yeah, it's been, um, it's been a blast. It was fun, obviously on the day or, you know, when you're on set, you feel like you're doing it, but you really need the people who are there to tell you if you did it or not. So I've, I've been very, very grateful and humbled by the responses of the people who really were there and lived it. It's been very um, encouraging to me as a filmmaker and just as a human, really. What's great about this film and it being a true story is that it can reach people nowadays as well it can reach not only the christian world it can reach the secular world it is uh it can reach a vast audience because of the story in itself yeah i hope so too lionsgate is just a beautiful studio partner and they feel the same way and they've really gotten behind it and i i i really hope that it's a universal story of love acceptance and belonging um i don't understand how you can even look at christianity as a faith without inviting love into every aspect of your life and if you haven't done that like you know we still have a lot of practicing to do we have a lot of ground to cover so this is a kind of a film that calls you back to love and anybody can get down with that you know so it's been really neat seeing the lionsgate execs and just people from all walks of life respond to the film and i i do hope that people don't just write it off as another uh, kind of Christian silo movie because it's beyond that. And uh, I, it's very human in its drama. And I think people from all walks of life could really enjoy it and, and have um, a really cool experience with the movie. What's been the most impactful moment through all of this, through the shooting, the filming, putting it all together? What's been most impactful to you? There's a scene where the leadership in Chuck's church are pressuring him to stop letting the hippies into the church. And he does something really, really powerful to shut those people down. And it's probably one of the most Christ-like things I've seen in my life. When I read in the real research I was doing for the movie, when I read what he did, I went to John Irwin, my co-director, and I said, this is the movie. We could mess up any other scene in the film if we get this one right this is the movie and um i cry every time i see that film but yeah it's i'm sorry i cry every time i see that scene and it's uh it's a beautiful beautiful moment and i it makes my heart kind of burn and ache uh and wish that christianity was more like that scene in the west Mm. today Speaking of faith, and I know you mentioned just a little bit right now, but how has filming this and putting this all together impacted your faith personally? I am a pastor's kid and all that implies, uh, all the good and all the bad, all the baggage. Um, I personally feel like where the church at large has gone and who Jesus is are very far away from each other right now. And so to see this little blip in history where it was like converging, you know, uh, it, it really has inspired me. And I think, I think, uh, this movie will call a lot of people back to love and, and a lot of self evaluation, a lot of introspection, like how am I loving? Well, how am I not loving? Well, who are the people I'm not loving? Well, and who are the people that don't feel like they can come to my church right now? Because, you know, 
the way I read the Bible, I read the whole Bible when I was 18. The way I read the Bible is that yeah. Jesus would skip church to go be with the people outside the church. Yes. Uh, and so, um, so yeah, man, I just think, uh, I, I really, I think the biggest thing for me um, is hoping maybe there's some kind of course correction um, in mainstream Christianity uh, back to love, love of the other, uh, kindness first. Um, I had this epiphany working on the movie, but you know, Paul said, there's three awesome things in the universe, the greatest things in the universe. Those three things are faith, hope, and love. And then mm -hmm. he goes further to say, but love's above all that. And I think I see a lot of people today almost putting their faith above everything. And they're gonna mm -hmm. fight you and they're gonna be mad and they're gonna be angry if you don't go with them. We just live in a real kind of hateful, judgy society, not just in Christianity, just our society is messed up and we'll cancel you just like that if you say the wrong thing or, um, but we need more love, acceptance, and forgiveness. And there is a version of cultural Christianity that could embrace that. Jesus did that, you know, and he's the model. Mm -hmm. He did that. Now, now, what can, whatever kind of culture we want to build around Jesus, that's up to the humans on the planet. And we build all kinds of cultures around him. But to see the culture that got built in this movie around Jesus, uh, it it's really affirmed my faith and it's shown me what's possible today. So I, I hope people just kind of catch the spirit in the movie and they're like, oh, wow. Yes. I'm slightly uh, off in <laughs> like how I'm doing this <laughs> because, you know, Jesus, I'm wearing my love your enemy shirt right now. You know, so Jesus would love, love it. Enemy. Who's doing that? I mean, are there like only four real Christians on the planet? I don't know. I'm just saying, man, he threw down a gauntlet for how to treat people. And until we really get serious about that, um, you know, our world's just going to continue to be broken and continue to unravel. And so, I don't know, man. It, it's a cool, it's a cool thing to see what Chuck did back then, and I think it can happen again. I agree. Uh, I've had a chance not to watch the whole entire film. I need to watch the rest of it. Um, for those who have not had the opportunity. Obviously, that's a lot of us. That's basically everyone in our audience. What can they expect um, to see in this film? It is very, very well done. Thank you. Um, uh, John is a very, very talented filmmaker and uh, it's shot very beautifully. He focuses on a lot of the technicality of the film. The technicality of the movie is just incredible. Um, I'm a creature of the heart. I'm like really emotional and um, I kind of, you know, I, kind of bring uh, you know the conscience of the thing i guess but um it both both of those uh pieces of the movie i think are great and and one thing i would say is um there there's lots of uh, negative opinions about films that have christian uh faith or christian iconography like a christian film per se uh this is one that you won't be ashamed to to see or take a friend to uh it it just feels like a Hollywood film in, in its technicality and its quality. So I'm really happy about that. But on the emotional landscape, you will laugh a bunch and you will cry yes. a bunch and you'll leave with a smile on your face. So I just love movies uh, that uplift your soul, but also just carry you through a bunch of your emotions and uh, allow you to connect. But the characters are beautiful. The acting is amazing. I've had the greatest cast I've ever had the chance to work with and the greatest crew. And everybody was just there, and there was a lot of love on our set, and uh, you can feel it in the movie. It's it's really remarkable. I, I've been telling people in my interviews recently, uh, we're a bunch of dummies running around with cameras, like being stupid. <laughs> but like, if you do it, if you do it right, it 
it literally transcends your ability. Like, so I look at this thing now and I, I, I just can't take credit for it. There's just something really special in the spirit of the thing that, that, um, the, yeah, it just, it feels really guided and cool. So I, I would encourage everybody to see it. It, it, it has a lot of life to it and it will encourage you and kind of, um, it will warm your heart. <laughs> yes. And what a better time than now after two and a half years, you mentioned a little bit earlier, we're just, we are more broken than we've ever been for our listeners that are interested in checking this out or learning more about the film. How can they go about doing that? Or if they want to learn more about you and your story, how can they go about doing that? I have a website uh, that I need to update, uh, but it's just brentmccorkle.com. Uh, you can reach me there if you need to, uh, you know, just send me an email. And uh, I'm on Instagram a lot. I love Instagram. I'm on Facebook, just Brent McCorkle. Um, and the movie will be wide February 24th, uh, all over the place. And you should find it in your hometown. Lionsgate's been very generous and given us a lot of screens. And I'm so grateful to have gotten to work with them. They're, they've been an amazing uh, partner in Hollywood. And um, so, yeah, it should be in your hometown. And uh, hit me up. Let me know what you think. I'd love to hear your stories. And um, I've, I've had tons of people in these pre-screenings come up to me in tears and thank me. And uh, obviously, I don't take the credit. The credit goes to something much higher than me. But I do feel like this movie is needed in our society right now. It's just very warm and sweet. It reminds me of when I was a kid and the Cold War was at its height in the 80s. E.T. came out and it was so loving and kind and beautiful. It was just the movie that we needed. It's the movie that the world needed. And I think mm -hmm. that movie helped heal our world. I really do. And um, there are some historians that believe that E.T. prematurely ended the Cold War. The Cold War potentially ended early because of that movie, because everybody's like, man, we don't want to live like this, you know? Yeah. And um, man, I just hope, I hope maybe this movie creates some sort of effect like that This in this time in which we live. Because like you said, we've been, we're coming out of a pandemic, everybody's real dark, everybody's cranky, everybody's judgy, trying to cancel each other. It's like, guys, we really don't think this is what like the brightest side of humanity can look like and so this is a film that shows that for just a brief moment i just hope that residue kind of gets out into the world and starts creating some change it's definitely uplifting and such an awesome reminder i know i fell in love the moment i started watching him like this this needs to get out there and needs to get out there right now. So thank you so much for making time for us. We appreciate it. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for having me. It's been so fun to be with you. And thank you so much for joining us and for listening today. Don't forget to subscribe. We'll talk to you again on Connections.